listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 24th of August 2022. Later, what supermarket giant Coles is saying about the future direction of food prices. But first, individuals and businesses have less than one month to reserve a new domain name connected to their identity or operations before it goes on sale to the general public. It means anyone with an existing .com.au website, for example, can apply for the new shorter.au. Business groups are worried some people don't even know about the changes, let alone the September the 20th deadline, after which opportunists and cyber criminals may be able to access it. So for more, I spoke earlier with Rosemary Sinclair. She's from the government-endorsed not-for-profit administrators of the .au domain name called Aldo. The, the move is really about innovation and opportunity. Um, online and on the go. So uh, this is the uh, most recent name change in the .au domain for 20 years. And in that time, the online world has just really accelerated. But not only that, we're mostly living our online world through our mobile devices. Um, So the opportunity to just have shorter more memorable uh, domain names is really in keeping with an online economy and a mobile economy. Uh, so it's all about opportunity, really. And what about in terms of branding, that .au? How significant mm-hmm. is that? Um, look, .au is hugely significant. Uh, we know from research that we've done um, that the work that we put into uh, developing and administering policies and our proactive compliance stance means that .au is a very trusted domain. Uh, consumers that use .au have very, very high levels of trust in uh, a .au domain name. And so they're more likely to transact. They're more likely to look for information. They're more likely to interact. Uh, so it, it's hugely important, Ricardo, and we work really hard to keep .au a secure and trusted domain. And obviously it highlights Australia, right? Yes, yes. Uh, absolutely, and uh, and that has proven uh, really valuable not only with Australian users of the internet, um, but also with international users. One of the surprising facts about .au is that we process three billion queries every day for websites or email addresses that end in a .au. Uh, we're one of the top ten domains by size in the world. Uh, and we're very heavily used, as that traffic number shows you. Okay. So what do you say to those businesses that say the move to .au isn't necessary, it's extra work for them, and purely a money-making exercise because they may have already got a .com.au type website or a .net.au and then feel like, hey, we're being forced to also get this .au to protect our brand so that someone else doesn't take it? Mm-hmm. Um, look, a, a few things I would say. The first is, and this is possibly the most important thing, Ricardo, nothing is going to happen to the .com.au or .net.au if the owner of that domain name does not decide to go with the .au direct. 
So that, that's number one. Nothing is going to happen to existing websites or email addresses. Number two, um, we're really focused on the innovation and opportunity and we have seen around about 25,000 uh, new people coming to the .au domain because of the uh, policy around .au direct that were not in uh, .au before. So we've got 25,000 small businesses, organisations, people uh, who have already uh, inside five months taken this opportunity for innovation. So we think it, that is really important. Um, and we were really interested to see the Productivity Commission come out today talking about the importance of digital and data for the Australian economy. So we're playing our little bit in that. In terms of brand, um, I would say... Uh, the .au domain has, since it began, had a range of different options for holders of domain names. So if I take SBS, for example, there's sbs.com.au, sbs.net.au, sbs.id.au, and if you press sbs.co, uh, you go to sbs.co.kr, which is a Korean broadcaster. All those users of SBS have existed quite happily together um, without anybody feeling, feeling that their brand is at risk. If people are concerned about brands, the very best thing you can do is get a trademark. That, that's where the protection starts and is strongest. Uh, so I think concerns about coexistence uh, are really not well-founded. Okay, so... Let's talk the technicals. How does one go about registering for a .au domain name and by when? Uh, the date that we want people to have in their minds is the 20th of September. Uh, that is particularly important for people who already have a domain name ending in .au. For those people, I would say please go to outer.org.au and that in itself is a great example of where .au helps because in the future I'll be able to just say just go to outer.au. It's simpler, it's more memorable. Look for the word priority on the homepage. Once you've found that and click, look for the word uh, registrar and fact sheet, and all the information that you'll need is there in terms of what to do to register for priority allocation. Uh, it's the accredited outer registrars that actually provide the service, and they'll be able to help anybody that comes to them. If you don't have a name in .au, then the 20th of September is not so relevant, um, but, again, you can go to the outer website and on the home page look for the word registrar and we'll give you a list of accredited registrars. Just go to the one that attracts you and they'll be able to help. Finally, how real do you think are the risks of um, cyber criminal activity or, 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 you know, impact to one's brand if a business in particular um, fails to take on this .au uh, domain name? Look, we think um, seriously and all the time about security and trust in .au. Um, since we launched the beginning of the priority allocation period in March, uh, we've seen some 200,000 applications of which, as I said, 
25,000 were new. We have not seen any uptick at all in criminal activity. But the way we handle criminal activity is we've got a set of policies that require anyone who registers in .au to have Australian presence, to have that presence validated. Uh, We're currently doing post-registration checks. We can do audits of anything that looks troubling to us uh, and we have a very active complaints process. We have terrific links with law enforcement agencies uh, and we're able to respond very quickly to any requests we get. Uh, at the moment, uh, .au is amongst the lowest uh, of domain names in the world in terms of criminal activity, and it's because of the way we administer the domain. We're not expecting to see an uptick of criminal activity because of the launch of .au Direct. Final question, and when we say criminal activity, what do we mean by criminal activity? What kinds, what type? Uh, We're talking about bad actors um, who are maliciously using the domain name system uh, for uh, phishing, malware, botnets, ransomware and the like. That is a very minor problem. The more major problem as far as we're concerned is the cybersecurity standards and practices of Australian small businesses. And this is an area where we all need to do more. Uh, It's about passwords. It's about training people to be really careful about links and emails. It's about keeping your software up to date. uh, And it's about third-party providers. We're providing a free tool called AU Check. Anyone can use AU Check, auchec.com.au. It's a free tool that you can run your website or email, and it will give you a list of things you should talk to your IT expert about. Um, that's our contribution to uplifting cybersecurity standards, and that's really where the big problem is. That's Rosemary Sinclair there from Alda. Now, she did touch on some of the security uh, issues there. So to find out a bit more, I did speak with Ross Widows from BDO about any cyber criminal activity or the impact on brands too? I think the first thing is to be eligible for this, you obviously need to have a website that was created before the 24th of March 2022 and you've been put on a priority hold until September 2022. If you don't register in that period, then that website domain becomes available for others to take. And there are three three risks for me here. The first one is people could register that .au domain and try and impersonate your business or copy your business. Uh, cyber criminals may use it to trigger an attack called business email compromise, where they basically try and scam individuals for payment using uh, using email for payment for goods and services. And in this instance, it will look like it's coming from a legitimate website address because it will be. It'll be coming from a .au address. So it'll be very difficult to spot that, which is obviously not good for individuals. They'll lose money. Not good for you as an organization. There's reputational damage and you might lose your customer base. The the other thing uh, people might do is they might buy that website and use it to defame you or put a less favorable narrative on about your business. And it's very hard to for customers to spot that. And, and finally, you may have heard of a term called cyber squatting, where organizations or people buy these websites purposely just to hold them, either for nefarious purposes, or they might come back to you in months time and say, hey, we've got this website, we're going to charge you an inflated fee to get the domain back. So I think there's some of the major risks. That's Ross Widows there from BDO. Okay, let's take a look at the share market now. The ASX 200 rose today, 
first time this week, up 0.5%, 6,998. Also included there some profit results from Coles. For more on the day's market action, I spoke earlier with Niv Dagan from Peak Asset Management. Yeah, they're up about 36 points, Ricardo, predominantly on the back of oil and gas and Wisetech's result. Wisetech reported a really strong uplift in earnings uh, on the back of high revenues. So that's really been the key driving force uh, in today's session. I'll talk more about uh, profit numbers in a few moments. But first of all, I mean, shares are up, but aren't investors still worried about the outcomes of the US Fed member meeting at Jackson Hole later this week and the potential for still aggressive rate rises? Look, absolutely. I mean, uh, we have seen bond rates in the US pick up with the US dollar. Inflation is still a concern. Having said that, it did fall from 9.1% in the US to 8.5%. So we have seen potentially the top end of inflation and the market is looking forward on earnings, outlook statements and what to expect in the fourth quarter. So we feel that's largely factored in. All eyes, though, will be in the European winter and the impact that oil and gas prices will have on inflationary pressures going forward. Profit reporting season rolls on. The one I'm interested in today is Coles because uh, it really has uh, something to say about the consumer and inflation. Inflation. So what was in the announcement that tells us more about inflation and the direction for prices? Look, Coles reported uh, a $1 billion, $1.05 billion profit on the back of $39.4 billion in sales. Uh, the stock market didn't like the report. Uh, down 5%, and that's largely back on higher commodity prices, supply chains, inflation, and rising cost pressures, especially staff and labour. Um, inflation was a really, really big, big concern in the second half, and that was up over 3.6%, and Coles saw that as a really, really big concern overall. So the outlook statement was soft, and commodities and, and pressure across the board is driving uh, further cost pressures across the business lines. Any other profit numbers that you saw today that were interesting? Look, I mean, just one one night is Whitehaven's profit. That was only a few days ago. $3 billion profit. Um, oil and gas such as Santos and, and Woodside is really strong. Uh, commodities across the board. So it, it looks like commodities, oil and gas and coal uh, are really big in favour in terms of investors' appetite. And finally, in this environment, rising interest rates and inflation, where do you see the opportunities? Look, it, it comes down to commodities and it comes down to consumer staples. I mean, if consumer confidence and business confidence does improve, and we do expect that to happen towards the latest part of the year, as the market's starting to uh, price in actually interest rates falling, we do expect commodity prices, consumer staples and technology to outperform leading into 2023. That is Nib Dagan there from Peak Asset Management. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.